today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Jamie here. And Derek here. Huh. So, uh, Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. If this is true, the nanny is saying that Olivia got rid of her dog, Gordon, um, so that she could travel with Harry Styles. No time to walk the dog when you got a young rock star boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope this isn't true. Does this sound monstrous to you now? It's, I mean, first of all, and you know, this dog, how long did she have this dog? Oh, uh, I don't know when they exactly got it, but it's your responsibility when... to care for a dog through its life. Well, no, I mean, I'm asking it because it's an di- additional layer. But how long, this was, uh, this was a big dog, so this wasn't, either this was a recent rescue, which I don't think it was, or this dog was with the family for a while, right? Well, I do yeah. know that Jason was not a dog guy, so this was, he was pretty not. much her dog. So it was her choice to get rid of it because he certainly wasn't going to watch the dog while she's making love with Harry Styles. Well, it's your family dog, though. While they live together as a family, everyone has to care for the dog. And now she wants to dump it because she had a boyfriend? This is this is starting to show her character more, I think, this element of the story. Is that why you're troubled by it? I'm troubled because I'm big into animal rescue. Yeah. And I have seen, like in one of the organizations that I support— um, that people bring, they just do horrible things with these animals. And and also, when an animal is attached to somebody and then all of a sudden they get thrown in a cage again, it's really bad. But let's be fair. We don't know that Olivia and it may not be a cage. To, the, to the pound and dropped off the star. I get I'm it. sure she gave it at home. I get it. He finds this more troubling than her nearly running over <laughs> Jason Sudeikis as he, tries to, <laughs> as he tries to block her from leaving with salad dressing. This is more troubling to you. Well, I think they're both wacko well, for that. You yes. know, you know okay, what I think is, they're both crazy for that. Right? Here's what Agreed. else is wacko. I mean, is there a side on that? Somebody lays in front of the, uh, in back of the car and the other person, I mean, it's, it's wacko. Yeah. What I think is gross is... If, if it's true, again. Oh, it's Correct, totally... although Gennaro is now sort of doubling down, that's the former nanny, is doubling down on her claims, even though Jason and Olivia have a united front calling her a liar. And I think that says something, right? She's saying, look, I've got some receipts as well. She talks about a text message she got directly from Jason Sudeikis calling Olivia a, a hot mess or something like that. Uh, something like that. But here's what Olivia put her own foot in her mouth. So they had a united statement saying, you know, this is this is all nonsense, blah, blah, blah. Last night, Olivia got a little trolly and dropped a salad recipe on her Instagram. What so, do you make of that? that oh, what, what, no, leaning uh, into the controversy of her leaving with... confirming the salad story from the nanny, you dum-dum. Why would you do that? No context. It's almost like she's enjoying the oh. drama of this because she posts this as sort of a joke. It's an excerpt from a book. You know who's loving this right now? Who does now? that? You know who's just loving this? I don't know. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does. She, he Absolutely. is yeah. loving this right He's now. He's eating salad This for is dinner. revealing her character. Uh, He's uh, like, I'm clean on this. Look at this woman. She's crazy. I mean, when you think about it, it's like salad dressing and all these crazy things are painting this picture of this insane it's so strange to see her sort of implode in this way, too, because she is one of the rising stars in the directing game. After Booksmart, true, Don't Worry Darling has been a bit of a disaster, but she's considered a huge talent who is on the rise. And now getting bogged down in all this tawdry stuff about her relationship. Well, and also what Jamie just said, I, I, the fact that she's posting, posting the salad that, dressing, you're, you're saying it's true. Story. It's her and Harry lying in bed thinking this is funny. After a couple right? glasses okay. of wine, a thousand okay. Which is crazy because so it's Jamie, what it, and we're we're gonna move on. I I have a serious <laughs> I got, question. I have it if you. No no no. I have a serious <laughs> question for you. What is what what 
is fascinating you more? Olivia Wilde seemingly going off the rails with all of this or wanting to try this specific recipe? Uh, it's They are not both. All the above. <laughs> I, I have the recipe right here. It's got Dijon mustard. I know. Bread, I've, like, done ve- I've done a oof. version of that, but now I'm thinking. Olivia, what is fascinating to me is it seems like she's throwing it all away for a summer romance. They're not going to get married. Harry Styles is not going to stick around. I'm sorry to be stereotypical. She's going to be gone by Christmas, and she's thrown her career, her family. Well, I don't think she's thrown her career. Not can great. I say it's a pretty basic salad People, dressing? This isn't it like an exotic green goddess dressing. Well, if it was an exotic... Oh, like Hold on. you've ever cooked with shallots? Right. So you're saying that if it was a better salad dressing, it would be make more sense it for her to do this? It might be worth it. It oh might be worth God. it at some, some okay, point. Okay, guys, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Okay, something else. Tom. This pisses me off. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't piss me off for Tom. What pisses me off is the critics on this. Okay. Here's what Tom Brady said, um, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but now it's catching fire. This is what he said about football and focus. I almost look at like a football season like you're going away on deployment in the military. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, here I go again. And there's only one way to do it. And I think, Jim, we've talked from time to time just about how do you enjoy the certain moments of it, you know? And the reality is, is you can really only be authentic to yourself, right? Whatever you may say, oh, man, I want to, you know, make sure I spend a little more time doing this, you know, during the season. Yeah. The reality yeah. is, is when it comes down to it, your competitiveness takes over. And as much as you want to have this playful balance with the work yeah. balance, yeah. you're going to end up doing exactly what you've always done, which is why you are who you are. You're going to go, how the do I get it done? Okay. Go ahead. I, I'm spirited tell, defense tell of Tom Brady and his military metaphors. Go ahead. I am really triggered by this. It's like he used a metaphor, okay? <clears throat> it's not a big deal. I was watching cable news this morning when I was working out. It was absurd. They were talking about Tom Brady makes $25 million a year. How? Who cares how much money he makes? There are probably What if there's somebody in the military who makes $25 million but, and they wanted to serve? It's like, okay, I was in the military. Yes. I was in the reserves, okay? I didn't fight in a war. Um, so maybe I've got a little bit of a dog in the fight, and I shouldn't say I fought in a war because I didn't fight in a war, even though a war was going on. And you still served. I, I mean, yeah, yeah but I'm regardless, not, I'm not I, no, no one, no, that, yeah, no yeah. one under questions your service. It he doesn't didn't. bother but me at look. He didn't say I'm going to war. Number one, you can be deployed without going oh. to war. That's number one. Oh, That's true. Look, look, he's talking number, about and, the and, isolation and, and, of the deployment but, but away from your family. This think, is but. this is what is driving insane. I think insane candidates to get support because people are, and, and, and I'm not justifying it because I think the Herschel, Herschel Walker's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody who's voting for him, I, uh, I don't know, 80% of the people voting for him have got to know he's crazy, but they're doing it anyway. And, you know, and again, I'm sorry, I'm quoting Bill Maher again. He was talking about this and I think he's right. We should have a portrait of Bill Maher. Just oh. William, William Maher no, portrait. No, guys, I, I'm, I, think no, he, I'm with I think he's right that people are so sick of this, you know, this this eggshell skull kind of way of living our lives that you're so worried about offending one person over here or one person. It's like that, so, that, that you create so these monsters who are so, so what I he used you. a deployment I hear metaphor. You. Who cares? Well, let me I hear well, you and I agree. 
However, I did not get any reaction. I wasn't offended. I also, I am not a vet, so I really can't speak to that. But he is not a young rookie. He knows better. He's been in the game for years. He has more media training than anybody on the planet. He knows better. Just don't what do, you, do it. Why, well, why? Because so, so, there, there is a point to that he walked into I, love, I, I love that he did it because I'm sick mm-hmm. of, I, I'm sorry, I am so sick of people looking for any word that is offensive to whoever abstractly. It's not offensive for him to use a military metaphor. But then I want you to keep uh, that opinion when Gwyneth Paltrow compared herself to a war vet years ago, and I doubt that you would let her off the hook. Well, it depends. Ah. I'll 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 tell you something. If, 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 if it's a metaphor that doesn't work, then you call it out. But if it's a metaphor that works, Fine. I'm not against using the metaphor. What I'm against is if the metaphor doesn't make sense. In this case, all he's saying is that when you go on, when when you're deployed, you've got to keep your focus. You've got and and, and he used a metaphor. Yes. That's what a metaphor is. It doesn't mean you're saying I went to war or I was deployed. It means. It's equivalent to that kind of concept. I don't like jumping down people's throats for minor transgressions. But like that's what this either. is. And I think but you that's what this is. When you do and that. Jamie, you're saying he just shouldn't say it. Why? Because you know that you're going to stir the pot. People are not going to change their opinion. I mean, it's like screw the 3,000 crazy people on Twitter who complain about- 3,000 crazy veterans who are offended? No, okay. Well, no, no, no. And there may be- What ve- if there are veterans who are offended? There may be veterans who are offended. But and eggshell I, veterans, huh? No. I, uh, uh, but do, It's hard, right? No. How many veterans are there? What? Many, many thousands. No, more than thousands. There are millions of veterans. Okay. And so if there are 500 that are offended, you know, it's like that's what we're living in right now is that you've got to worry about is there a group that is upset? You can't do it. You can't do that. You you can't do that. And it's like at a point, that's why people are walking on eggshells and they're sick of it. And you're saying it creates these monsters who are horrifically offensive in very real and profound ways. I am. Because everyone is just sick of the eggshell walking. So you get the Herschel Walkers who will say atrocious things. Atrocious things. Because they're a response to like you namby-pambies worrying about every minor metaphor that's used. And people are just going to go far farther. Why do you think people are connecting to this? I think that's right. I think there's tr- some truth to that. I do. I think there's some truth that you create worse monsters when you have everyone walk on eggshells. You don't I, see that connection. I, I, I do, but I just think Tom Brady is one of the most famous men on earth. You have a responsibility to just. Not I like his. Thought. I like his metaphor. I think I. I because his focus is almost military. Like, look, when I. You were in the military. It's hard for Jamie and I to defend his metaphor because we didn't serve. So if I say he's allowed to say whatever you want, you as a military veteran could say, how dare you? You didn't serve. That's the concern. You know what? I'll get you a throw pillow with that saying. You can put it on your bed, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You're not taking me seriously. Live, live, laugh, laugh. We do, but you're not the first. You need to speak more boldly about this. Do you see why? Because you're a veteran. I'm I'm talking more broadly than just. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's hard to be in a I'm snowflake culture. More bro- we are. We but are. I know. And but it's like, do we want to get out or do we want to surrender to I it? Don't know. I know. Yeah, you're fighting. You're fighting against the. Dying I'm of sick a life. of it. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you can't you, that that you can't draw lines because you should draw lines. 
And there are lines. Yes, that's where the difficulty comes in. No, it's not. The difficulty is that when you narrow these lines so much, you can't figure out what's important anymore and what's not. I think it's the opposite. I think when you have these narrow lines that you basically can't say anything, the broad lines get more blurred. and, And that those are the lines you should really care about. Yeah, we lose track of, the, of of focusing our priorities, but it's hard. It's hard to draw the lines. It's hard, Arv. Did you, I move the needle with you guys a little bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's itched over. Okay. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Um, Baltazar or Meghan Markle, you call. <laughs> oh, well. We'll do both. But let's when- do Okay, I'll start off with Meghan Markle. So we, Derek and I talked a little bit about this yesterday, um, but I know that you have your own feels, Harv. So Meghan Markle uh, spoke out and talked about her time on Deal or No Deal, that she worked as a briefcase girl during season two. Um, and she says that it made her feel like basically a bimbo, that she was there for her looks, and it made she didn't feel good about herself. So she quit. And people are going after the Markle, as they do. Including Claudia Jordan, another briefcase girl. Another briefcase girl. Um, It's a briefcase model. And I I use the word very intentionally. That's what the damn job was. Models are there for looks, not for brains. Sports Illustrated has models. Men's Health has models. Gigi Hadid is a model. The people on that show... Are models. And here is where and, uh, I'm. Uh, but hold on, can I? Yes, uh, go ahead. I'm just gonna make my and, and then you and then you mm-hmm. tear it apart. Okay, <laughs> get ready. Mm-hmm. She went on season two. She knew the game. She, she's a v- incredibly smart person. She is incredibly went smart. To Northwestern, yes. But not just there are people worked who went for to the go, embassy, yes. studied international. She relations. is no a really, really, really smart person. And as such, when you know what the show is and you know all you're doing is wearing a tight dress, smiling, and opening a briefcase, you get the gig. It's like a runway model, kind of. And so I get it. And if it made her feel that way, I get it. But I think what she was doing in the process, she was saying, and there were other smart women there, too. And it was almost like the producers didn't want to hear about that. Well, yeah, because that wasn't the job. When Gigi Hadid is walking down a runway, I don't want to hear her do Shakespeare. You know, well, it's, and no one, and to your point, no one is saying that the women holding the briefcases aren't smart, but think, the role is not to be smart. Are, that's the gig. No, it's not to play into that. The you guys are reading into that comment she made too deeply. She didn't mean it like that. I think she's saying that is basically to defend so she doesn't look like she's calling the other women bimbos. She said in a blanket statement, there were lots of other smart women around me, but it wasn't about that. So here's my defense. So you're saying season two, she knows, blah, blah, blah. Very smart girl, graduated. She also was a theater major, wanted to get into the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. This was the first job she booked. And as somebody who used to be an actor in this town, you take what you can get. She got into 
the union. She got insurance. She got a paycheck. She got to be on NBC. Right. So she shows up for the gig, and it doesn't make her feel good. And she didn't don't be say, an ingrate. Stop. She didn't say that she. She didn't say that. Didn't the, she say that? That the other girls are smart, but the producers didn't care about that no, side of it. No, she said that there were a lot of other smart women around me, but it wasn't about that. Okay. So she didn't ever bring up the producers. Well, by the way, we knew it wasn't. Is about she that. shading the women? We who knew. No, no. Who so stayed that's and held purposely briefcases. why she said that. I can that they tell were you, smart. They're not uh, no, bimbos. No, I can tell you, they are. Some of them are offended because of I've, course they are. Yeah. Well, because she oh, said, wait, 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 wait. You just said, of course they are. Yes. So then it was obvious what Megan was saying. She was speaking why are, to her why are the own other experience. Models, why are the other models offended? Because she said that she felt like a bimbo. Which right. Would so make she's, them making, she's making it sound like anyone who would stay is okay with being a bimbo. A bimbo. That's the problem with what Meghan Markle is saying. She's saying there are a lot of other women around. This isn't for me. I'm a smart woman. But if you stick around, you're a bimbo. A bimbo. So Claudia Jordan says, how dare you? That's essentially like what she's saying. This was a gig. This was a job. And it's like, she has too many grievances. I'm sorry. Okay. She has, in, she has yes. really important grievances, like really important sure. ones. Things she talked about with racism. Things she talked about with mental health. Those are really important grievances. But when you start, you know, um, Kate made me cry. I didn't make her cry. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I felt like a bimbo on a show where I, you know, got I broke into Hollywood. And it's making the other women feel like, women, are you calling me a bimbo yeah. because right. I stayed? And I do. Yeah, I, the casting call was for silent models. Hold a briefcase. But case. listen, you've There was never, a lawyer on that show. Yeah. Claudia Jordan you've is on. You've never taken a job or gone to a party or something that you thought was going to be one thing and you showed up and you felt like yeah. this is not Yeah, guess what? Me. It was, you said, I thought it was one thing. She knew what it but was. But she didn't when, know how she was going to but feel. But that's not the same as you took it, you didn't know what it was. She said she left because it made her feel bad. And she's, okay. listen, she's Jamie allowed to she have. Duped, but she felt she differently. Duped, when she felt differently, okay. and she's allowed to feel that. What we did agree on yesterday with Meghan Markle and the problem, just because you think something, you don't have to say you it. You don't have to say it out loud. Yes, not everything. That's Every the grief. That's that the is, grievance and that part. I will come and shake your hand on, sir. That I agree. Her insufferability show. Okay, stop talking. <laughs> she's so insufferable. Uh, Baltazar. <laughs> oh dear. I don't get it, man. I mean, this. Now you don't get what the owner did, Owners right? of restaurants never do what this guy did. You don't trash a celebrity who comes into a celebrity restaurant because other celebrities are going to get pissed off and think, wait a minute, if he trashed them, what if he trashes me yeah. and I'm not going to come? So to actually go out and take that step is highly, highly, highly unusual. The owner of Baltazar did because he said... James Corden came in not once but twice and went nuts on the wait on the wait staff. Okay, so he did this within 24 hours. Takes it back, falls all over himself. Doesn't feel bad. Talks about doing the James Corden show and then see, says he feels bad about it. It's like, wait a minute, I thought you were doing this to support your wait staff that got skewered. Right. You're saying if you I, take I the step of doing this highly irregular thing, which is an owner going after customers, customers usually always write, you would never air dirty laundry like this. You got to own it. Yeah. You, you got to own it. Right. Right. You you put that out there. He seems, Corden he seems taken, crazy. Well, it, it seems odd. I mean, James Corden must have called him groveling. Right. I mean, the only reason to to pull it this way is if James Corden fell on the sword and didn't try to defend himself. And then what do you do? If James Corden comes out and says, I'm absolutely sorry, I must, I must, I was an absolute monster. Should he be gracious about the, about the apology? I because guess, it sounds like Corden so didn't what, try to so what if explain you do, it. So what if you do this? 
instead of saying, he called me up, I believe in second chances, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I told him I would do a show for nine hours. I was just kidding. No, James, you're welcome back anytime. Come back in, blah, blah, blah. Then it feels, I real. how about this? James, what James Corden did, I still believe, is monstrous. Monstrous. Terrible. But he called me and apologized. I myself have had issues with my life, and I believe in second chances, and I'm giving him one, period. Yeah. Instead, he's period. bringing his staff or, out there. It guys. just feels like gr- he's, gro- like he's, now he's groveling yeah, well, now. I'm telling you, my theory that he's a James Corden super fan stands. No. I'm telling you, <laughs> If he was a super weird. fan, he never, you never would have done this. <laughs> it's a no. hell of a way to ask Jamie, for, Jamie, for he never would have done this. <laughs> it's a hell of a way to try to get a friend. And then, and then he posted, I mean, I don't even think we said that, he posted again last night pictures of his daughter and her friend and said, you know, this. I feel weird about this situation. I mean, he did abuse my staff, but... Well, I think to Harvey's point is, who wins now? So he's trashed James Corden. James Corden's not a fan of this guy airing the dirty laundry. Now he's hung his weight staff out to dry, who he was initially defending. So he's pleased nobody. He's aired something. He's now groveling for an apology from a celebrity. Nobody's happy. And James Corden's not happy. The weight staff is not happy. He hasn't Yeah, he hasn't what happens? What happens if this James Corden goes back? Who waits on him? Oh, there's no chance he's ever. How do you do it? I think this back. guy has to come out did, a- and wait on did him. You, did either of you guys read Kitchen Confidential, Anthony Bourdain's book? No. book? Oh, it was fantastic. One of the best memoirs ever. And you know what happens to customers that act up in a restaurant, right? According, according to James's, according to, um, uh, according to um, Bourdain's book. Horrific things. He describes the people in the kitchen as, you know, some of the, like, not worst of the worst, but sometimes vindictive and savage. And, and savage. Yes. They're Just savage. say it, Derek. What yeah. do they do? What? They, what? they put various things in your food. Like... I don't want to get into the gory details. Different bodily fluids. Fluids and things of that nature. Such uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Ugh. All I'm saying is if I don't want to think if about you that were stuff, Jam- if you were James Corden and you were invited back to that restaurant. Um Jamie, if you had read that book, would you go? Uh, if I'm James Corden, I'm not I'm not leaving my house for 2 years going to any restaurant. I'm only cooking things that I open with a can opener <laughs> myself. Yes. <laughs> That's it. I'm not getting takeout, nothing. No. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks.